Good morning. Welcome to everyone on this very special day as we celebrate 25 years of ministry here at Community Baptist Church. It is so good to, to share this special occasion with each of you today. And what a wonderful night we had last night. Wasn't that fun? That was a lot of fun. Uh, we welcome our guests uh, today. Uh, we're glad that you're here. Some of our guests are not really guests, uh, but extended family, and you've had a huge impact in the life of our church as well. Uh, so we are glad that you're here. Let me remind you of, of the attendance sheets on each row. We'd like to ask if you wouldn't mind to take those and fill them out so we can have a record of your attendance with us. Uh, we would appreciate that. Go ahead, take your phones and check in on social media. Let everybody know what you're doing today. Um, and and I'll let you read the announcements in your in your bulletin. The only thing that I want to emphasize in that here here is that uh, there will be no Wednesday night activities until January the 15th. And just a little change in the schedule from what's printed in the bulletin, uh, because we're going to ha- have a uh, business meeting on January the 15th, and then we will begin the study of, uh, of Barbara Brown Taylor's book, uh, Holy Envy, the following week on January the 22nd. So we're just going to put that off one week. We need to pass the budget on the 15th, so uh, so that that we'll be doing that. And if you'd like a copy of that book, please see Jika. She has copies. Uh, they, they cost $19. Hearing that some of you are already reading it, good job, good job. Thank you so much. And we thank Sue Berry for our uh, our the decorations on the uh, the table here on our uh, uh, whatever this table, the altar table. Sue, she she caught me right before the service here and and explained everything. And I said, you need to explain this to the church. So. Come explain it to us. (laughs) Thank you. I was asked to do the altar table, and I have only been a member here for not the 25 years. So I thought, what am I going to do? So I told Brother Tim, I said, some people may not understand the items that I put out. But if you notice, there's a very old Bible. It is the oldest Bible in my family. And that, re- that is to uh, remind us of faith of our fathers. Where would we be today if the ones before us had not fought for our Christian values? Uh, there's a little white church. Our church is not white. But it is a reminder that we had to start somewhere small and grow. Uh, there is <laughs> to look um, to the to your left is a Proverbs three twenty seven the Bible verse. Uh, Do not pass by a man in need because you may be the hand of God. And if you were here the month of December, each Sunday we had a a community agency that came forward and told about what our church meant to them and how important that partnership is. And I think that kind of gives us, I don't know if we have a motto, but do not pass a man in need no matter what the situation. And then finally over to the right is um, thank you God for... And it gives many, many blessings. And the last thing is for Community Baptist Church. Because we are very proud of our church and we are very thankful. And then last, the candle. And may we always be a light to others. Thank you. Thank you, sir.
Thank you. It, it's very meaningful. We appreciate that. Before we move on to the rest of the service, um, uh, there's something that I want to do, but we need some volunteers, so come on up, folks. We need some volunteers. You know what we're about to do here. There's my little friends coming. We need more than that. Why There you go, CJ. Y'all spread it Okay, if some of you may be wondering, what in the world are they doing if you haven't seen this before? Uh, but um, we, we are about to sing the song uh, Building with Vision, which is a song that was written by Mark Hobson and, and Jika Crafton probably close to 23 or 24 years ago when um, Community Baptist Church began making plans to build this building. <clears throat> and guess what? Our founders made that vision of building this building a reality. And we, along with so many other people in our community, have benefited from our building all throughout these 23 or so years. Unfortunately, we're, we're still paying the price of making that vision come true. We're still paying for our vision. But we are making significant progress towards finally putting our debt behind us. Um, you may remember it was, it was four years ago, next month, uh, when I did a little jig standing up here because our debt had actually fallen under the $600,000 mark. And I felt like that was a milestone that was worth celebrating. And um, it was at that time when many of us decided that, that it was time for us to do everything that we can to get out from under this debt. There's been so many things that we could have done in this community and in, in missions and ministries, but we couldn't afford to do that. And so we, we felt like we needed to get out from under this debt. And, and many of you have been very generous in your efforts to make that happen. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. To mark our progress, we have a chain. Actually, we have two chains. The long chain uh, represents the debt that we took on when we first built this building. Each link in this chain represents $10,000. There are 120 links in this chain representing the $1.2 million debt that we took on when we built this building. And you'll notice that there's a marker in the middle there uh, between Heather and Jesse there, right there in the middle. Uh, that represents where we were four years ago, okay, at $600,000. The short chain that Mark is holding there uh, represents where we are now. Except it's not really where we are now. What we've been doing these past four years is, is whenever we break through a $10,000 mark in our debt, we remove a link from that smaller chain. And when we started, this chain was half as long as the long chain. And today, it looks like the one that, that Mark is holding there. And guess what we're going to do today? Mark's just ready, aren't you? We're going to cut a link. 
The last time we cut a link in our uh, our debt stood at over $213,000, which means that we have 21 links in this chain. But today we are cutting the 21st link representing the fact that we've broken through the $210,000 mark and moved into the 200000 range. So go ahead and cut that link, Mark. But that's not all. <laughs> You see, we are also cutting the 20th link, and do you know what that means? That means that we have broken the $200,000 range. Yes, folks, our debt is less than $200,000. Another huge milestone uh, worth celebrating. That's really cool, but guess what? We're not done yet. We are also cutting link number 19, which means that we have broken through our $190,000 barrier. So go ahead and cut that one, Mark. Our current... That's right. No, don't get carried away, Mark. Our current balance is $182,659.40. It's getting real, isn't it? It's getting real. That, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, that's right. That means that we, uh, since we started our debt reduction campaign, we have reduced our debt by over $417,000. So thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for your generosity, for your persistent effort to make this happen. What a great way to celebrate our 25th anniversary. But I'm not done yet. Uh, that, that, that's all the links that we're gonna, that we can legitimately cut today. Sorry, Mark. But today, on our 25th anniversary celebration, I want to issue a challenge to you. And this is coming from our finance committee because we've talked, to, talked about it in our finance committee. But I want to issue a challenge to you, our church. And my challenge is that Community Baptist Church will be completely debt-free by Thanksgiving 2021. That's doable. Actually, I think we can do it by Labor Day 2021, if not before. But wouldn't that be a great thing to give thanks for, that we are debt-free? Are you with me with that? Can you commit with me today to make that happen? Thank you. Twenty-three years ago, this congregation began singing the song, Building with Vision, because this congregation made it a commitment to build this building. So join with me now in a new commitment to pay it off, because God has some great things in mind for our future, and we need to face those great things unfettered. Let's sing. Building with Vision.
hit 24 years ago. That's why we decided to dust it off and bring it out again. You can sit down. Uh, Bob, I want to introduce Bob Fox to you. Some of you know Bob, but uh, many of you do not. Bob is the coordinator of Cooperative Baptist Fellowship of Kentucky. And he is a good friend. Uh, he is the former pastor at uh, Faith Baptist Church in Georgetown just before he became uh, the coordinator of uh, CBF Kentucky. And when CBF Kentucky found, found ourselves in the position of needing a new coordinator, uh, I was lucky enough to be on the search committee that, that hired Bob. I don't think that the good folks at Faith Baptist Church have forgiven us yet uh, for taking Bob away from them. But Bob loves um, Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, and Bob loves um, Cooperative Baptist Fellowship of Kentucky. And I have to say that, that hiring Bob, I think, has been one of the... Um, one of the best decisions that we've made as an organization, hiring him to be our coordinator. So uh, we're grateful for your, for you, Bob. We're grateful for all that you do and the hard work that you pour into our organization to make it great. So come and share with us. I bring you greetings from your brothers and sisters in the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship of Kentucky. We celebrate with you this day in the grace and peace of Jesus, in whom we live, move, and have our being. Congratulations on your 25th anniversary. It's a great joy for me to be at worship with you today and to exult with you in all that God has done here. I give special thanks to your pastor, my friend Tim Hobbs, for the invitation to join with you during this time. Just two years ago, my wife and I celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary, and I took her for the trip of a lifetime to Paris to mark the occasion. I fully expect that Tim will take you somewhere, too. A lot has happened over the past 25 years. 25 years ago, Amazon was formed by Jeff Bezos as a book-selling company. The first PlayStation was introduced, and Netscape Navigator was introduced to use the World Wide Web at a blazing speed of 28.8 kilobits per second, or approximately 250,000 times slower than ATTUverse at my house on the occasions when it actually works. And 25 years ago, a pioneering group of people here had the vision to plant this church. Did the work, began it, and soon called John Dunaway to be the first pastor. In so doing, you became the very first church start affiliated with what was then known as the Kentucky Baptist Fellowship and is now the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship of Kentucky. This year, Dr. Dr. Dunaway was awarded a CBF Kentucky Pioneer Award for his work in Corbin and here. If community were a person, 
you would be at the point where you have entered full-fledged adulthood. You can rent a car without an additional charge. You've been kicked off of your parents' health insurance. And you started making decisions about the direction that your life will take. You've left behind your dependent infancy, your gangly adolescence, and now look with both anticipation and fear to what lies ahead. A lot of the past month or so, you all have been looking back on what has brought you to this place. But today is the time to begin to look forward. You have not completed the race and now rest with the laurels around your head. Rather, you continue to follow Jesus into the surprising and dangerous work of gospel ministry accomplished by broken people in a broken world. For what has happened here for the past 25 years, I give thanks to God. For the next 25 years, I assure you that the prayers, encouragement, and support of CBF Kentucky will go with you as you are brought into each new step by the Holy Spirit. Blessings on this day. Our musical call to worship today is 25 years old. It is brought to you from the choir who sung in this building for the first time under the direction of Grover Waller, who was the music director here from 1995 to 2000. He could not be here with us today. He resides in Owensboro, Kentucky, and he's doing fine. Um, This uh, musical piece is entitled, We Are One.
in the house here with those people. <laughs> I, I was looking at that. Some of them are still up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I asked Brother Tim, I said, what do we want to do? Just get up there and start doing the song? He said, well, you can kind of get us into it a little bit. I'll I'll just give you a little bit of my history since y'all are going through all this history and such. My wife came home one day, Barbara, and she had two chickens. She said she'd bought them from a, a group of people down in the Sherway parking lot. And she said, I kind of think I'd like to go visit. And so we walked in the door. And the good General Baptist that I've been, I mean, uh, I've been to meetings in a barn out Camp Clark and uh, beside the lake where I got baptized on my granddad's farm. And, and you know, we had... So walking in here into a gym with chairs, yeah, I, it wasn't no big deal to me. I met so many people that day. <laughs> uh, I remember Adele Martin and her husband Jerry come over here and sit by us, so we did. Uh, again, you know, like I said, I met so many people, I couldn't really process it a whole lot. But as we were leaving that day, I got just about to the door, and this choir robe come flashing all the way across from behind the piano. <laughs> Waving us down, saying, oh, no, 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 don't get away yet, I hadn't talked to you. <laughs> I remember that. That's so cool. I've met so many good people at this place that it's, it's become my north, my true north, that it just felt like home. When I walked in the door, it just felt like home. And no matter how many times or how long it is between my visits, I I still get the home, you know? So I guess that had a little bit to do with this song. I hope I don't start the wrong song again. When you write so many, you know, they all start to sound the same. songs we like to sing Stories about a king Come to show us how to live Told us we all get along Said together we could all be strong Look up at the midnight sky And I make a wish Want to see stars 
like a woman lifting gas, Jesus, take a break from hate, sitting down between us, so sweat upon the distance, no matter how far, I want to see a star, don't send me a star. from Isaiah uh, chapter 60 verses 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the people. But the Lord will rise upon you and God's glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephan, all of those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord.
May we pray together, please. Gracious and loving God, we come into your house this morning with thankful hearts. We stand amazed at how you can love us so completely and unconditionally when so often we don't deserve it. Oh God, give us the grace to love others as you have loved us and to be givers, not only of our resources, but of our time and our talents, that we may touch the lives of those all around us. As we celebrate this milestone in the history of our church, God, we thank you for this church, and we thank you for guiding us this first 25 years and for being so faithful to us. Lord, give us the strength, the courage, and the will to keep moving forward and to continue to be your light and your love to those in our community, in our nation, and the world who so desperately need it. Be with us today as we worship within these walls, but help us to understand that the truest form of worship is to go beyond these walls and to live our lives doing those things which you have taught us to do. Help us to bring a piece of your kingdom to this world right here and right now. And we ask your blessing on every effort made. And these things we pray in the precious name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. just kind of explain this song this morning. So in June of 1995, I moved to Henderson, fresh out of college. Um, my future in-laws lived next door to Susan Hall. 
I'm not going to say her last name. I'll say it wrong. What her name is now, but she invited me. Yeah, McCormick. Um, but she uh, knew they were Catholic and that I was Baptist, and so she invited me to come to church um, in a little store downtown Henderson. <laughs> um, and I went. Um, I had grown up in First Baptist in Murray, Kentucky. And I had some friends that I had met here that went to First Baptist here also. So I'm not really sure why I made that choice. But as soon as I did, <laughs> Jika and some other people, you know the how they pull you in. And she's like, oh, you need to sing in the choir. You need to lead the children's choir. So I started working with the children's choirs at the time. I had little little Evan Hopgood and little Tyler Vincent. And um, not so little anymore. Um, so you know how they suck you in, which is, you know what we're all about but um so this is my sister bethany i just want to thank her for coming this morning from mead county kentucky um but she and i sang this song we're going to sing this morning at the groundbreaking service for this building and that was on may the 12th 1996 um last night at the banquet as i watched the slideshow and listened to everybody talk this song is really fitting for the people that founded this church. Sorry. <laughs> the Craftsons, the Halls, the Garners, Hobsons, Hopgoods, Vincents, Dittons, Bartlett's, countless others I'm forgetting. These people had to make a really hard choice, and they were strong and they were courageous. And they're the reason we're all here. And I just hope that we can continue to reach out to this community and honor those that are no longer with us, um, especially. Um, So I just hope we can honor them through this song.
Thank you so much. That's, that song was sung early on and was prophetic, I think, because to our founders, to those who were there at the beginning, those of us who have come behind you have found you faithful. So thank you for that. Uh, a harrowing event took place on June the 1st, 1975. There was a man named Daryl Dorr out on an oil rig in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico when suddenly the, the rig began to wobble and toppled into the sea and started to sink. Daryl was trapped inside of a room on the rig, and the, as the rig began to sink, the lights went out, of course, and the room began to fill with water. And then as he thrashed around in the darkness, Daryl found a, a bubble of air that, that was formed, a large bubble of air that was forming in the corner of the room. And so he, he thrust his head into this bubble of air, and then a horrifying thought went through his head. He was buried alive. He began to pray out loud. And as he did, something remarkable happened. He said later, I found myself actually talking to someone. Jesus was there with me. There was no illumination, no, nothing physical, but I sensed his comforting presence. And for the next 22 hours, that presence continued to bring comfort to Daryl. Well, by this time, the oxygen supply inside that bubble was beginning to give out. And it seemed that death was inevitable. It was just a matter of time. And then something remarkable happened. Daryl saw a tiny little star of light shimmering in the pitch black water. Was it real? Or was he hallucinating? He squinted his eyes and the light grew brighter. He squinted them again and he wasn't hallucinating. The light was real. It was coming from a, a diver's helmet. Someone had found him and he was saved. Our scripture lesson for today begins with these words. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and God's glory appears over you. Isn't it wonderful that God promises us that God's light will shine even in our darkest days? Eleven days ago, we celebrated Christmas. We celebrated the angels and the shepherds and Mary and Joseph and the baby in the manger. But according to tradition, there were three men that usually we usually include in the celebration of Christmas that didn't actually make it to the stable for that amazing event. You see, these men were following a star that they had seen. And they got there sometime later when Mary and Joseph were in a house, not at the stable. Jesus isn't even referred to as, as a babe in their story, but as a young child. And I, and I know that all of our Christmas pageants include three wise men. And I know that our, at Christmas time, just a few minutes ago, we sang about we three kings. But nowhere in the Bible does it say that there were three of them. We only assume that there were three because of the number of gifts that were mentioned. But the important thing is that these strangers from another land traveled hundreds of miles under harsh conditions following that star, all in order to kneel before this child and offer their gifts to him. 
This is the event that we celebrate on Epiphany, January the 6th, tomorrow. The day when the Magi came and worshipped the Christ child. We're beginning a new series of messages today called Seeing God More Clearly. And, and of course, seeing God more clearly is what the season of Epiphany is all about. You see, Epiphany, tomorrow is just the first day of Epiphany. Epiphany is actually a period of time that will carry us all the way uh, to the beginning of Lent, which starts in February. And, of course, the main symbol of Epiphany is the star. My friends, the star of Bethlehem is a reminder to us that through Christ, light has entered into our dark world and brought us salvation. John the Baptist quoted from Isaiah saying, The people who sat in the darkness have seen a great light. And that light, of course, is the light of Christ. In the prologue to John's Gospel, we read, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, the light that gives light to everyone, came into the world. He was in the world, and even though the world was made through Him, the world did not recognize Him. Yet, to all who received Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Do you see the significance of these passages of Scripture or, or the season of Epiphany? In a sense, we can say that the two most significant events in history, in the history of the universe, were that, that time millions of years ago when God said, let there be light. And that time 2,000 years ago when God said, let there be Christ. For you see, without Christ, there's so much darkness. In our souls. Do you know anything about the Luxor sky beam? Anybody know anything about that? You've, you've heard, I see, I see those have been, been to Vegas. We'll, we'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> the, the Luxor sky beam is, is the strongest beam of light in the world. It shines straight up from 39 xenon lamps on the top of Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas. On a clear night, it can be seen by airplanes over 275 miles away. But what fascinates me about this beam of light is the fact that the Luxor sky beam serves as a waypoint for pilots. In other words, it, it's, it's a kind of marker to serve as a backup to their navigational system. Most, most planes today basically fly themselves because of all the sophisticated technology on board. But when a pilot actually has to look out of their window to navigate, there's a system that helps them find their way from point A to point B to point C to point D using something called waypoints. And many of these waypoints are easily identifiable geographical landmarks that you can see from the sky. Things like the Luxor sky beam. And how do the pilots use these? They follow them from one to the next to the next. Kind of like the Magi following a star. In a way, the Bethlehem star was a moving waypoint that enticed the wise men to follow the light that led to the ultimate waypoint who points to our salvation. And that waypoint, of course, is Jesus. 
The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So you see, the Bethlehem star was like the Luxor sky beam. It was a vivid reminder to us that with the coming of Christ, light has entered into our dark world. And darkness, of course, is a symbol of sin and estrangement from God. It's what the world would be like without Christ. Most of us have probably seen this graphic before showing the difference between North Korea and South Korea. Rudy, can we bring that one up there? You could, you could see that. Um, that's a image, a satellite image at nighttime. And North Korea, is, as many of you know, is probably one of the most oppress, uh, repressive regime, regimes in all of the world. And that repressive or repression is vividly demonstrated in this graphic there. You see, South Korea is bathed in light. You see the lights from the different cities gleaming in the blackness there, while North Korea is almost completely dark. And it's more than just the lack of visible light that makes North Korea such a dark place. You see, the North Korean government does everything that it can to repress the freedom of its citizens, to keep them under control. Radio and television sets are hardwired to receive only government propaganda. The government has banned all cell phones. North Koreans still don't have access to the Internet. North Korea is also officially an atheist country, while South Korea has known Christian influence for more than a 100 years. In fact, some of the largest churches in the world can be found in South Korea. And of course, our nation, our nation is one of the most brightly lit nations in, in all the world. In fact, because of all of the light pollution around our big cities, it's almost impossible to see just more than just a few stars, even on a clear night. But even in our advanced, enlightened nation, darkness can still be prevalent, can't it? I have a very vivid memory from a little over 18 years ago. When I went to New York City a few weeks after the terrorists brought those towers down, I was there to help victims after that terrible event. I did intake for folks who had lost their businesses and lost their homes and lost their family members. And it was a dark, dark time. Even in that beautiful city of lights. We were working all day while I was there, but one night some of us decided to go up to the top of the Empire State Building, and it was a beautiful sight. You can imagine, if you've ever been up there at night, it's just a beautiful sight, looking out over the, the bright city of lights. But then we came around to the south side of the building, and we couldn't help but to notice that there was a hole in the dark, in the dark a hole of darkness in the sea of lights. And that's where the World Trade Center had stood. There's a hole of darkness reminding us that even the most enlightened of us are not immune to the darkness of the world. But we were there 
our group was there to offer what, whatever light we had to those who were sitting in the darkness. And that's what we're all called to do, isn't it? It is our tasks as Christians, as disciples of Christ, to take the light of Christ to those who sit in the darkness. It is our task to bear witness to the light of Christ in our words and in our deeds and everything that we do. And that is exactly what Community Baptist has done since its inception. Though that original group of Christ followers had been meeting for meeting together for some months before, on December the 11th, 1994, Community Baptist Church was officially formed and constituted as a church. The constitution that they formed contains a section that's called the Church Covenant. Now, most of you probably are completely unaware that this even exists. And those of you who knew that it exists have probably forgotten about it. I mean, after all, it's been 25 years. But I want to read to you what our forefathers and our foremothers adopted on that fateful day when this church was constituted. As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, as our Savior, we enter into this covenant with one another and with our Lord and Redeemer. We strive to minister to the world through the power of the Holy Spirit by loving others as Christ loves us. We dedicate ourselves to practicing Christ's teachings and encourage all members to share their bounty and blessings with those who are in need. We will use 1 Corinthians 13 as a guide to the application of Christ's love in our, work, in our lives and in our relationships with others. We will work to encourage, nurture, and minister to all church members so as to build support and cultivate a climate of love and acceptance. And listen to this. We will work to spread the good news of Christ's redemptive love in a hurting and sinful world. That sounds an awful lot like our current mission statement, doesn't it? Being the presence of Christ, serving a world in need. Folks, I have known an awful lot of churches in my life. Some of them have been a lot bigger than Community Baptist Church, and some of them have had a lot more money and were able to support huge programs. But folks, I want to tell you something today. None of them get it like you do. And according to this bit of history, you've been getting it for 25 years. Amen. Bob Fox sitting there asked me to write an article about our church for the CBF Kentucky newsletter recently, and I want to share some excerpts from what I wrote. I began by quoting Peter when he told the lame beggar, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give to you. And I said, quote, I've always considered this verse to be a fitting description of the ministries of Community Baptist Church. Because of the debt that we carry on our building, which we are working very hard to bring to an end, 
We don't have any excess money to throw at huge missions or ministry projects. But in spite of this, our congregation is filled with women and men who are driven to be ministers of God's kingdom. And so we, we have had to adjust our ministry philosophy to, to fit our circumstances. So how does a congregation minister with such a slim ministry budget? We do what Peter did. We give what we have. And what we have are volunteers and a tremendous multifunctional building that we're willing to share. On any given day, you will find members of Community Baptist Church comforting the sick at Methodist Hospital, offering aid at St. Anthony's Hospice, distributing groceries at the Henderson Christian Outreach, serving lunch at the Salvation Army, providing a welcoming smile at Habitat for Humanity Restore, or building a house for them, teaching a class at a center designed to aid adults with physical or mental impairments, Taking groceries to a friend in need, repairing a toilet, checking on homebound seniors, and much, much more. We also have a tremendous multifunctional building which we use to collaborate with others to make a lasting impact on our community. And then I go on to talk about the various ways we've used our building to serve our community. And then I concluded by saying... Our congregation enjoys a tremendous reputation in our community of being a ministries-focused church. We're not in a position to throw money at large, expensive ministry projects, but we're able to follow the example of Peter. We give what we have. We give ourselves. And folks, do you know why we do this? We do this because a group of folks 25 years ago saw a star. And they followed it. And we don't know how long those wise men followed that star that led them to Bethlehem, but Community Baptist Church has been following that star for 25 years. We have been manifesting the presence of Christ to people who would otherwise never see through the darkness of their own lives. We have been serving a world in need for 25 years, and I will promise you that even though we are a small church, and even though we can't spend a huge amount of money on on programs, literally thousands of people have been touched by this little congregation that gets it. All because that group of folks 25 years ago who decided to follow the light of Christ and because of 25 years of others who have followed suit. I don't know what the future holds for Community Baptist Church. I'm not a prophet like Isaiah. But I do know this. If we are faithful to follow the light of Christ... Christ will be with us. And our community, and our state, and our world will continue to be blessed because we're here. Because we are here. Amen. Amen. 
I've been looking forward to this next part of our service, especially commissioned uh, musical presentation. Debut, this has never been done before. Felicia, come tell us about it. This piece of music entitled Celebrate in One Voice has been a year in the making. In January of 2019, I contacted a composer to commission a new choral work in honor of the Community Baptist Church's 25th anniversary. Our composer, Mark Cabanis, gave me a 10-page contract to fill out. (laughs) Yes, it took forever. Um, I had to describe the occasion, our church, the choir and their capabilities, and what we hope to accomplish. Our composer could not be here today, so we are making a video recording to send to him, and in his absence, Mark has asked for this statement to be read. Greetings, Community Baptist Church. I regret in my travel schedule it precludes me from being with you today. So I send a heartfelt word of thanks to Felisa Belcher, Pastor Tim, and the powers that be for supporting the idea of a commissioned hymn for this significant event in the life of your church. Next, congratulations on 25 years of ministry. That's an incredible milestone, and I celebrate it with you. I wrote Celebrate in One Voice based on what Felisa told me about your church. Not only about the many outreach programs and events that you do, but also the mission and overall spirit of your church. You are busy folks. (laughs) Busy with reaching out in love and helping in the name of Jesus. That's when churches are at their best, in my opinion. And this new anthem will be published and performed throughout the United States and literally around the world in different languages. And it all started at the Community Baptist. Finally, I congratulate you on maintaining and having an active choir. I could write thousands of words about the virtues of having a choir, but you obviously understand those. Sorry, I lost my place. Thank you for carrying that choir banner forward with excellence and excitement. And God will be glorified through his transforming gift of music. Soli Deo Gloria, to God be the glory, Mark Cabanis, Nashville, Tennessee. By the way, I've decided to have the piece fully orchestrated. Stan Pathel is going to do the orchestration. Please tell the choir and the congregation that the piece will be published and released in May 2020. It will be published by the Jubilee Music Group, and it will um, not only be sung throughout the United States, but in countries around the world due to the Jubilee sub-publishing agreements in Europe, South Korea, and Australia. But it will first be heard in Henderson, Kentucky, And above the title, these words will be written, Commissioned in the honor of the 25th anniversary of the Community Baptist Church in Henderson, Kentucky. Now, as we are singing this song, there is a part in the middle for you to sing with us. So if you watch the words, it will say, sing with us. Um, Watch for the cues for that, if you would, please. 
Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. How wonderful that is. And to have that created because of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the, the mission that is our church. Let us stand and be dismissed. Go now as a light to the nations. Honor the Lord. Preach what you know of the risen Christ and fulfill God's goodness. And may God give you peace and strength in your going. Amen.